Hello, 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 everyone. How are you? Hope you're having a fantastic, fantastic day and may peace be upon you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for watching this show. Yes, I can with me, your host, Dr. Izzihar Jamil. And today I have an amazing, incredible, inspirational person, Irena Ferguson. She is the founder of GLU Consulting, a three times TEDx curator and also a TEDx speaker. And she's also the author of A Good Life and a Mother of Four. So, Irania, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited. I love the title of this. Yes, I can. I think the, the title speaks to what women can do. And I'm thrilled to have a conversation with you today. Thank you so much, Irina. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, the Yes, I Can part in your TEDx journey because you've gone through certain tumble blocks, certain challenges that kind of led to catapulting into creating your own um, TED event as a result of your um, TED. And at the same time, you're also a mom of four. So Irina, just let's start with kind of like take us back a few years before. What made you start your TED journey? Is it this burning desire to share your message or were you invited? Or you're like, you know what, that's totally cool. I'm thinking I'm gonna do that. So what kind <laughs> of started you into that journey? Oh, thank you so much for that. You know, honestly, my backstory is that I raised um, my daughter who has special needs on my own for 12 years while completing mm. three academic degrees, including one from Yale. And so by 2011, I really had hit a wall in where I would do it my career next. So mm -hmm. I started to freelance write. I got into like learning a little bit about the tech space, but I also met my husband and reconnected with him. We knew each other from high school and we connected and I got married and had three more children. So by the time that <laughs> 2018 hit, I was pregnant again for the third time in six years. And I really, I woke up like January 1st, 2018. And I was like, I have to get my story out there. I have mm. to do a book and I have to, you know, do a TEDx. And so I had lightly looked and Googled some TEDx stuff before. It didn't really pan out, but I said I had to do it. So I found a TEDx event that was happening. But then I also found out I was pregnant. So I went ahead and applied for it. And I knew that I would be pretty far along when the TEDx came, but I went ahead and went forth with it, went through the process. I hadn't met them in person, so they didn't know I was pregnant. And so when the TEDx time came, I hired a, a videography team. I really, really, really like prepared for this mm. event. Um, I got my hair done, my makeup done. I stayed at a hotel downtown next to the, the college where the TEDx was being held. Then I found out the night before that I was going first. The, the right. woman who was eight right. months pregnant. <laughs> and so I walk in and I have a, a clip from this um, um, that's out there because I had a videography team following mm -hmm. me. But I walk in and I'm excited. I'm full of energy. It's these great speakers. And then it's time for us to get on stage and to get mic'd up. And my videographers were trying to explain to them, they were an all-female-led team, one male yeah. producer, but the actual videographers, videographer herself was mm -hmm. a woman and a female. And so I was like, 
you know, they were trying to explain to them how to hook up the the mic, the house, that, the house that mic. It's crazy, like they, on the event itself. So your team was trying to explain their team. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. On on the event day, or was it on rehearsal day? On the event day. Oh dear! An God. hour before I was to go on stage first, they're trying to help them, and they didn't listen to them. They were trying mm. to tell them how to hook up the house mic right. to my mic. And so they mic'd me up anyway, and I get on stage and I had practiced my talk and yeah, the sound went out. It was so bad that I was speaking into the mic and you could hear the background that was happening backstage. It was like terrible, but I kept talking. I did right. not stop my speech. I kept going. I kept giving my TEDx talk. It was a time, a time of my life. And I remember thinking, wow, is this really happening? But something just propelled me to keep speaking, to be okay mm -hmm. with what was happening in that moment in the journey. And so I walked off stage. It looked like really bad to the, the guy behind stage was like, so like what just happened? And so my mentor ran up. And she, like, years later, ended up doing a TEDx on the world oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. she ran up to me, and she's like, this four-foot woman. And she's like, you know what? They have to let you do that over. And so I did it over at um, intermission. And I was the only one out of that whole day that had the footage from my TEDx talk. Still to this day, no one else got their footage because they did not stop the event to fix the, the, the technical yeah. The technical part. So let me kind of like jump back again to, to where you were. So it's kind of started off with your journey, right? What you went through, um, raising um, a child with special needs for 12 years and then at a career. I mean, you had like three, you were working for three degrees within that period and you know doing all that and one of the degrees from Yale, which is one of, for those of you who don't know, is one of the um, Ivy League one of the most prestigious universities in America. So kind of like, was that kind of like the part where you're like, you know what, if I can take something from my life or a journey, the specific part, whether it's about raising um, a child with special needs and then going through this and then getting married and being pregnant, did you feel that that was a part where like, if I can take something from this and share it with others, I think it's going to make a difference. Was that kind of like what you were thinking then? That was definitely what I was thinking. You know, the mm -hmm. title of my talk was The Good Life. And mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about the concept of when people think of special needs children, when people think of adults with disabilities or children with disabilities, they think that they, they feel sorry for them. They assume that they have a bad life. But because mm -hmm. she was born deaf and she was diagnosed with autism at five, Right. I decided from day one that we were going to mm -hmm. live a good life. So mm -hmm. even through me raising her and my education, I mean, we went on trips, we, we went skiing. Um, we had some really great experiences because what I decided was I'm not, I wasn't going to wait to arrive at the good life. The good life mm -hmm. is now. And yeah. so that's what I wanted to talk about on stage. I had that burning desire, as you say, mm -hmm. to get that message out and have it aligned with what the theme was for their particular talk, which is like bridges, building bridges. And so I wanted to talk about the concept of connecting parents and children with special needs with the greater society and mm -hmm. having them to understand about the good life. So I really was super excited about my message. 
That's amazing. So kind of like the good life is now, right? Because a lot of people thinking, you know what, when I get to here or when I have this, and then when they do kind of hit that, oh, until I do this again, they and then they forgot to actually, hang on a minute, enjoy the life now, right? How many people you've heard like, oh, okay, when I get a house or when I get married mm -hmm. or when I have children, then I'm going to do this. But when they do have that, they still haven't done whatever it is that they want to do because they think, oh, not yet until here. So you're kind of bringing the good life right here, right now. And what I, what based on your story, I know one of your success secret is strategic ignorance. Because mm. you know you were on stage, like blah, 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 <laughs> you know, talking, and then all this, you know, that's I think that's really disrespectful because you know when people come, you, the tech part hasn't been taken care of. People are talking at the back; they can hear, but you're kind of like having this strategic ignorance. Doesn't matter what's happening around me. It doesn't matter. This is my moment. I'm, I've got the mic, like Queen B, right? This is my mic. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And you have to do that with life. Nothing mm -hmm. we've learned the last two years. You do have to be responsible and take care of your adult responsibilities, but have fun, live good. You know, so many people are suffering right now because of all that's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And we have to pull out the good. We have to be good to ourselves, good to our neighbor. We have to enjoy our life. So if you want to get sushi for dinner, if you want to go sit and take a walk by the ocean, if you want to go to the lake, enjoy your life. It's good. You're here. And to not get distracted by all the media and all the noise and all the Twitter and everything that's around you, to shut that out and realize the good for us was waking up every day in a warm bed, having a roof over our head, never having to suffer financially we had so much good in our lives that I felt mm -hmm. irresponsible not owning my privilege of being alive, right? And as many people Absolutely. that we lost over the last two years that don't have that privilege. And so now more than ever, I say the good life is now. You know, it's uh, my absolutely. good life now and not necessarily waiting. I don't believe in, I don't like the concept of people having two week vacations like during mm. the I love working for a company that has endless PTO. I don't like the fact that I have to wait to take a vacation. I want to take my vacation now. I want to take care of myself now because what if something happens in that two-week vacation? What if there's a shutdown? What yeah. if you waited that whole year and then like everything stopped? So that's what I Absolutely. believe. Absolutely. And one of the beautiful things I would say that came about with Irena's tech talk, despite all those techie, all that, like Irena mentioned, she's the only one who's got a video from her tech talk. And I think, I don't know how many, maybe 10 other participants or how many, how many ever uh, participants there are, haven't. But that is one of the things that kind of catapults um catapult such a huge huge brave vision that allow other women just like we to have our voices heard on the tech set where for those of you who don't know Irena she is when I did my tech talk on the 4th of December a TEDx Delphron woman TEDx Delphron woman was Irena's um, creation, was Irena's mm -hmm. another baby. So she has actually five babies. So that's <laughs> five babies, it's true. It was my baby. 
it's about like kind of like how to put that from having that uh, breakdown or beautiful blessing, whatever you want to call it, to something that is so big, so bold, so visionary to help other women share the message on TEDx Delperon because you became the curator for it. So tell me what kind of made the leap from being a presenter to kind of being the curator and licensee for the TED event. So I have to say this, I have to give, you know, like just, just a, a nod and a gratitude for female energy and women and how mm. we care for each other and how we do without women, this would have never happened. Even the mistakes of it all were like helped by this. So this is what happened. So my I have my videography team. We get the video. I snap a photo at the end. I get like this printout photo that they give me of, of my talk. I mean, like this photo from me from the day I go home to my life. Mm. I wait for the emails to talk about when the video will be up. There is no video. And there was one <laughs> woman, right? There was one woman. I can't believe I'm blanking on her name, but I'll think of it soon. And she emailed on this group's email that right. where is my TEDx talk? Where is my TEDx talk? Yeah. And she was so upset, so sad, so disappointed. Aww. I knew I had my talk. The other people were disappointed too. Our hands were tied. I felt bad. And I, here I am with the two month old at this point, the baby was born healthy. Right. And, and I'm sitting, I'm literally sitting there on my phone, looking at the email with the baby on me, and I'm sitting in a chair. We have bought this comfortable chair for me to breastfeed in. So I'm sitting in there and I said, let me go to the TEDx site, the TED.com site and look right. up TEDx events. And so I looked it up and I saw what it needed to happen to become a licensee, to get a mm -hmm. license to curate your own event. I wanted to give that woman the chance to have her experience. I really felt like she deserved that. And right. so it was out of a desire for her mm -hmm. to be able to speak and a right around what had been done wrong by us and them not admitting their own holes and abilities mm -hmm. that I just was like, let me apply for a license. I applied on my phone. I filled right. it out on my With phone. With a baby, and nursing. Yeah, by nursing, by baby. And like maybe three weeks later, I got a yes. They said, oh. yes, you can. You can be a curator for TEDx Delthorn. Women, Delthorn is the name of the neighborhood in the South Bay area of uh, California and Southern SoCal that I lived yeah. in, in Torrance. So Delthorn, so I named it TEDx Delthorn Women because I wanted it to be a women event. And TED Women is a big yearly event that happens every December. Yeah. Uh, underneath the TED Women event, they always have TED ex-women events around mm -hmm. the whole world really yeah so I I applied to do a TEDx women event and it was TEDx for women so I got it but I had no team my right. husband was actually laid off at the time oh, I had right. no extra mm -hmm. money here I am mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom I didn't have mm -hmm. a career then I didn't have a, any extra but I probably needed about a ten thousand dollar budget I needed a sign mm -hmm. I needed a venue I need all of this yeah. but before I did any of that I thought about another woman who could help mm -hmm. me into my spirit dropped a name mm -hmm. and it was a woman who had curated a, um, a United States of women event. 
And so I had met her before and I had been seeing her constantly posting on Facebook about this. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm like, if she's capable of that, maybe she can give me some advice. Yeah. So, so, and so sure enough, she, um, I called her and I said, should I do this? Mm. And she said, yes. Yes. Do it. Yes. Just like the title of your podcast. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes you just need somebody to tell you, yes, go. And out of her, yes, birth three other events over the years because I did this one event. So fast forward, you can read, you know, online TEDx Delphine Women. If you Google Irena Ferguson, Black Enterprise, up will come the press from our event. I made press for the like one of the most like amazing sold out events. We had it at the Marriott down the street. I and I named it Listen to Her because mm. they didn't listen to, to women. And that's mm-hmm. why I named it Listen to Her, the opportunity for a woman's voice to be heard. And everyone who was in that room that day can tell you the energy and the magic that happened when these women got on stage, women from all over the country. That's absolutely beautiful. And it's so interesting, Irina, like, you know, when you wanted to do a TED Talk, it's about your journey, your message, your vision, um, the things you've gone through. And then when it comes to the platform, TEDx from Women, it's all about other women now, isn't it? Kind of like how we grow the expansion of it, because I feel that when we are changing culture, it goes beyond it. Like it goes like beyond us. It's like the culture. What are the women like you? What that woman or that woman or listen to her, that particular woman coming through, which is absolutely beautiful. And I just want to, if I haven't yet, thank you so much for all that, you know, um, bravery, courage. And you mentioned something about the magic, right? That happened when listen to her, uh, you know, like a few, uh, mine is the fourth one, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, yours is the, fo- yeah, the fourth yours. one. The fourth one that Irena is still the licensee of the uh, of the Italic cell from woman, and the magic is still there, darling. Magic it's still there. Still- it's still there, <laughs> and it's like I can I could feel the energy. I was so overwhelmed. I had to lay down. I was on the other side of the country. I was watching the live feed. You mean from the, mine? From Instagram for yours. Your magic oh, okay. from yours. I was so overwhelmed. Because I knew it was that day. I wanted everything to go right. I still had the same nervous excitement energy as if I was there. I laid down the rest of the night. I looked at my phone on the Instagram. I got to see everyone go up. A short clip from them, how beautiful you looked. I mean, I felt all of the love, all of the energy of the audience and just everything. And it just, it's, it, it literally, I tell people being a curator is such a gift. It probably mm-hmm. is the third best day of my life from the birth of my children and being my marriage. It is, yeah. it is one of the best days of my life to give women the opportunity to speak and be mm-hmm. heard and mm-hmm. have their stories told. It's, it's a lot of work, but and you've got to be a little bit crazy to do it because it's yeah. so intense, right? But it is like, it is such a gift to be a curator and it's such a gift to give a talk. And I think that's what TEDx is about. That's what TED the brand is about. I love, mm-hmm. love, love TED as a brand. And I really believe the relationships, even with corporate brands can be positive and amazing. I think it's important to realize what goes into being a curator and all the things that that can come of it for a community. So I'm actually hoping that I may have a TEDx event here in Apex. 
oh darling it is done is it done is it <laughs> I'm like, like is I, yes, I applied for it so I'm excited <laughs> That is amazing. And I really love kind of like the creations, things you um gone through. Um, like again, the strategic ignorance, like you with a baby and nursing two months old, kind of like <laughs> tap, 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 you know, do this. And I think that's as a, as a mom and a woman, I think that's our best time, isn't it? In where we have the best idea, in where we have like um, you know, the most effective, because we probably have like a couple of minutes. Um, to make uh, you know to do something now kind of like I mean, kind of like you've gone to that journey as a tech um, becoming the curator now having impacting other women I think you've probably impacted 12 times so maybe 40 40 40 women throughout the um, cohort roughly so seeing who you are as a TEDx curator what was um the thing that goes in your mind when you're kind of like choosing the speaker because i know i know my experience as a speaker coming in but then you as the cure you, you your eyeballs might have like popped out because of the too many applications yeah. so can you give us the listener like one tip to kind of like um make the help them to stand out in a TED application, is it the idea? Is it the number of followers they have? Is it the pretty smile? Yeah. Is it, you know, <laughs> well, you were blessed to have all of that. And I think, you know, honestly, it, to be honest, for me as a curator, some curators are different. It's the authenticity and the humility that comes with not wanting it to be a shiny thing, not wanting to get, it's your why. Your why is important for me. Every other curator may be different. For right. me, it's the why. You want to, and before the pandemic, we all were on this go, go, go. We all had a little bit of 10% mm -hmm. narcissist of like, we want to be us. We want to be great. We want to be on top. But there was a humility that came with the world stopping. Mm -hmm. So with this new season of how life is going, I want someone who has the why of wanting to impact and spread positive ideas and mm -hmm. ideas worth spreading, which goes along with the yeah. TED brand, not just only their story, but a mixture of an idea that we haven't yet thought of something that we don't mm -hmm. to educate us, to give us. A, so I kind of look for that. And I, I definitely look for people who are confident and I can be honest, I'm selfish to make sure the experience is great for me from a mental yes. health standpoint mm -hmm. and for the other speakers. I want someone who's no drama. Yes. I don't want someone who needs all the carpet laid out. There's no money that exchanges hands with this event. No speaker mm -hmm. has to pay, no TEDx person, a curator is paid. So it, we're mm -hmm. all doing this relationally for free to impact the world with our new ideas. So just having someone who authentically cares about that, that is the honest truth. It's about connecting at a human level with the curator mm -hmm. and really wanting to make their job easier by having a, an authentic title and or authentic thing. So just following the need, being flexible as if you're joining a group or a club that yeah. not everybody is a part of be you know mm. respectful all of that just just really go about it that way because what what will not get you chosen for any curator is like if a person is aggressive or mean mm. or seems like they're going to be a lot of work or entitled 
None of that yeah. was chosen. Um, in fact, they will run. The curator will run like, oh no, this is not it. So those are things that I recommend. That is absolutely the you know, best advice that you know, I've ever heard. It's kind of like, the authenticity is kind of key, isn't it? Like, like you said, it's not because of this tiny object. It's not because of the privilege. Yes, it is prestigious speaking on the tech platform, but kind of like your heart has to be bigger than that, isn't it? It's about like you when you were uh, want to speak on the tech stage. It's about people can can have a good life, like no matter what they're going through in the life. And then uh, when you became the curator, it's about right. I just want her to be heard. I just want her to be witnessed. I just want her to be listened. I just want her to be acknowledged, right? Kind of having that. And that's funny that you mentioned that, um, you know, no drama kind of thing. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh, it can it be drama. <laughs> like, it can be drama. And, and now I've learned to choose wisely. Like, let's say right. out of all of my 40 women, that I've had on the stage, literally mm. less than five, really less than four or so have been drama, but it has been manageable. So now I know what to look for in advance, <laughs> right? So I know like someone who's like, oh yeah, they're just like, no, being kind and respectful, realizing it's a huge job. Um, Ted is the big boss. We have yeah. a brand to stick with. We have a system to stick with that the licensee is going to be accountable for. Um, we want to make sure that all the talks get out effectively. People feel yeah. great about their experience. And so I was so proud of Sonali. I have to shout her out. The curator for um, TEDx Delta Women this year. She was phenomenal. She took, she respected the hard work and what went into building the brand, she held it close to how she took care of my baby. And for that, I was able to pass it down to her as a brand to have the opportunity to now apply for the license on her own and just host this event and it to be her thing. Because once you get the name and the brand, you can do other events around it. TEDx Delthorn could be a, a whole event. TEDx Delthorn Women. TEDx Delthorn circles, so many things around the TED brand exist when you have a license and a brand that you hold well. So that's, that's yeah. So that's the that's the cool part about um, that. It is it is such a a highly respected lane to be mm -hmm. in. That again, it's not about all the money and the glitz and the glamour. It's prestigious, definitely but you always want to make sure to care for the speakers, care for the brand. And so um, I learned just so much. I learned a lot. That's amazing. Um, you know, a couple, uh, couple of questions before we kind of wrap up. You know, I always get asked this question, whether it's in business, whether it's in my line of work or in tech, does actually having a lot of social media following or you having a certain credential uh, that you have, helps with your application, does it fast track your application? Um, not you know, at like all. When you have like, not at all. That you not at all. check the social media and everything just to check that person's legit I, or something. I just, the only thing that I check is that they are who they say they are. And maybe let's say if I get a, let's say I do TEDx, Delta and Women, and I have a local person who is, is a real estate agent. Mm. And she just wants to get up and, you know, and talk about ideas worth spreading. 
and mm-hmm. she wants to be creative around aligning with our talk our our um our uh the, the brand the yeah the theme of it thank mm-hmm. you the theme of it and so then I would totally pick her like I I would mm-hmm. make sure that from a even from an internet state standpoint she doesn't have any red flags right right or or mm-hmm. it's always good to sometimes get recommendations oh I'll make a list so you reach out to curators and you see when you go to the TED event, I mean, when you go to the TED site, TEDx event site, you find the events that are coming up and you reach out to the curators and then you get to research. You should do your own research, research the curator, right. see how long they've been doing the event. Has it been successful? You don't want to be a part of just any TEDx event just in case what happened when mine happens. Yeah. And then just making sure the basics are done and then I like to have a one-on-one call for people I'm going to put on a list to when I do the invitations, I invite. Now, everyone does it different. I yes, don't send true. out mass applications because I don't want to make the choices. I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to say no to amazing people with amazing applications. So my personal way of going about it is to take recommendations or people who reach out to me in advance and then I'll put them on a list to send them an invitation um so that's kind of how I went about it in the past um so Nolly may have done it differently she put out an all call I eventually put it out an all call on my site but it is tricky to be so overwhelming to get so many applications exactly like they sort of have like hundreds of it yeah I, I like to have someone on my radar who's reached out and said hey, one day I may be interested. And I say, oh, thank you for reaching out. That's how one of my speakers um, got uh, the TEDx. She reached out three days before the applications closed and said, hey, do you have a slot? And I happen to have a slot. So I invited her to apply. So sometimes it happens like that. Where yeah, you it's, it's the connection, isn't it, Irena? It's the connection, it's the connection. Um, relationship building. Because a lot of the time people feel that you're just a number, you know, oh, you like in applying just because you can get me somewhere, but forgot that you're actually a person. You're a person. It's it's connecting. Hey, let's hop on a call. I love to know your advice. Um, Stay connected. Follow that person. See how the event is circulating because of COVID. We couldn't have as many speakers. We had to have a closed event. Mm. This was pre-vaccine. Uh, we had to have an open, like, almost like, it was like an auditorium. It almost seemed like a big, like, garage. It was at the Cross Campus in Santa Monica. It was so airy. And we had, everybody was on a separate couch. And everyone who was over 50 had to leave early. So it was very particular. But we filmed it, no audience. Oh, no, I see, because of the restrictions and everything. Um, but, you know, mine was a little bit different. We had an audience, but not, you know, um, but not as uh, as the capacity. And, um, and you know, we had to get vaccinated and tested. I think it, it changes. So, Irina, I know we can talk all day, all mm-hmm. night, um, but you do have your kids to take care of. I do have my kids to take care of. So one final question. What's one thing one fun thing that you like to do that people don't know about you that people don't know about one fun thing let me think honestly I love to go to resorts like I know it sounds crazy I now live in North Carolina 
One thing I miss about, I am a resort hopper. In fact, before the world closed down, I was at a resort in Laguna Hills um, in, in uh, San Diego. Yeah, I was, at, I was at the Laguna Hills Marriott getting room service and a massage right before it was probably like that, like early February. And I had like a whole weekend to myself to recruit. That is the thing that like energizes me. Like I have to do it once a quarter. I have to splurge and spend a decent, like not a crazy amount of money because I can get brand partnerships, but enough to say like, I feel rejuvenated. It is a must for me to get away and travel. That was one claim to fame me and my daughter had when we were on our own. We would hop on the train and just go Mm -hmm. to the next city and get away and try... We traveled uh, by train, plane, and auto- automobile, and it doesn't have to be super far, but I love a resort. I also love a really nice upscale hotel where I can get room service, where I can just rest, that I have a nice bellhop, I have ballet. Like, I just, yeah. and I know it sounds extra, but I have four children three, five, seven, and 22. And the 22-year-old has special needs. I still have to dress her every day. I had to Mm. drive her to school this morning because the buses were off. So it's those things that really refresh me. And when I can't do that, or that doesn't happen, it doesn't, I'm not well in that. So I really have to be able to travel and see different things and just enjoy life, just enjoy life. And um, so that's something that people might not know. It's almost like a must. It's almost like yeah. a must. Like, so I like must a resort, resort hop, hopper, like a me time just for you, right? Because that's if you take me. all your kids, it's and not it, going to be, it's going to be a whole new different kind of level, it's right? So it's going to be a different, yeah. Like it's going to be different. And even if I happen to happen to do a vacation with them, I mm. make it really nice. I make it really nice because I want that extra room. I got to upgrade at the last hotel I was in in DC. And it was just like, I was like, I I just have to do it. And and it just, it's so good for them too, because they get used to that palette and we don't have a lot of family. We don't have a lot of grandmas or extended friends. And then because of COVID. So it's important for us to enjoy us and enjoy our space and do that so we're overdue and I'm hoping that we get to go to one in the mountains in the coming weeks uh to just regroup that is absolutely beautiful and kind of having your own me time whenever because the mommy guilt is always going to be that oh I can't leave or the kids or the husband oh you know that's always going to be one thing the other but you know I kind of in the same wavelength as you like you know I just need to get away especially when you have kids and baby, I literally booked like a Marriott just one mile down the road to like forget it. I'm just gonna yes, Marriott yes. down the road. I okay. like I don't have to go far. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to go to yeah. Hawaii or wherever. But one mile down the road is just me. I did some work, but still it doesn't matter. I'm like, oh my god, like coming back. You get to just, just be exactly and feel normal. <laughs> yeah, feel normal. Feel so normal. It's, it's, I love it. So, but that was so great chatting with you. Absolutely, Irena. Thank you so much for today. And what a wonderful pack of wisdom, pack of life, pack of wonderful conversations and golden nuggets for other women to hear and to take the bits and pieces that works for them and kind of run with it. 
<laughs> yes, definitely. With them. So thank you so much for joining me today, Irena. Thank you for listening. This is me, your host, Dr. Izdiha Chamil. Tell yourself, yes, I can. And so it is done. Irena, say bye. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Great to have you guys. Thank you.